Back to another episode of DBD Grooves. I'm your host Brad, and this is my host Dylan. My host, I'm your host Dylan, host. and this is oh, my host Smacked Brad. you in the belly. Gut slapper. Um, welcome back. It's been a while. It's been a couple days. It uh, has been there. Uh, it's been a minute. A couple days. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? It's been a minute since I seen you. Yeah. Well, the cat's recovering still. So when girlfriend goes to work, I gotta make sure she doesn't play and. Uh, fucking sit there. Hey, no happiness. Yeah, pretty much. She sits on the floor and is a miserable fucking little kitty. So. You know, it's funny. Uh, speaking of happiness, no happiness. I listen to like now that I'm at my new job, I'm back to the earphones in my ear all day. So I go from tunes to podcast to tunes to podcast. And uh, I was listening to a Dean Del Rey podcast, and it's been a minute, so I had to catch up on something like Jerry what did a Brighton one and all yeah. that. So I listened to the Nikki Six one, and they were, and he was talking about being on tour with Ozzy, Motley Crue with Ozzy for the first time back in the day, mm-hmm. and like sharing, like saying, like, you guys are too fucking crazy, like, <laughs> stop it, you gotta chill out. And then, uh, so they had the No Fun tour. Okay. Shirts made, right? Yeah. And I guess the fan had recently gave one to Vince Neil, and Vince Neil showed Nikki Six. And I guess when Sharon walked in and seen them, like Ozzy had on the whole Ozzy, had the whole <laughs> Botley crew. She, I guess when she walked in, she had a laugh. Uh, Imagine if I could not uh, your own husband wearing a shirt that's against you. <laughs> well, you know, I've and I know you do too, right? I've dished out a lot of hate at Sharon. Yeah. Over the yeah, years, especially on our Sabbath and Ozzy podcast, I know that was uh, that was crazy. Yeah, it's a cranky time. Okay. But at the same time, <laughs> like there is a, you know, without her, we don't have Ozzy. True. And Ozzy means enough to me that I'm okay with her being around. Yeah. And it's weird because she's always kind of like rubbed me the wrong way. But I'd rather talk to her than Yoko Ono. Yep. You know. <laughs> she's English she's like British Yoko <laughs> but anyways this is not about Nikki Six this is not about no fun nope. this is about it's not about having fun yeah this is the opposite of no fun this is fucking fun, fun. not just fun but I don't know this album it's weird cause we weren't around when it came out no. but I there was I a was. pop in music yeah. when right. it came out like it meant something to that area. It was huge. I don't think we mentioned it. What? What we're listening to. No, we didn't. No. We are listening to Mother Love Bone. Now, we've heard you've heard the name before plenty of times. Unless you've never listened to yeah, a podcast, true, true. then you have no true. idea what the fuck we're talking Anytime about. Anytime you spin a grunge album, the name Mother Love Bone or Andy Wood comes into play. And this is basically where grunge... Not starts, not starts, but, but is a big influencer on. What it's happens. weird because it does have grunge vibes, right? But it really has that. It's like glam grunge. Mm-hmm. It's angry. It's happy angry. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's yin and the yang, you know. And it's fucking phenomenal. Um, I never heard of Mother Love Bone uh, until I started really getting into the grunge movement, the '90s movement. Uh, that's when I started. You know, exploring other bands other than Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> so then, you know, I got an Alice Chains and then Pearl Jam, and then from Pearl Jam, 
go back and say, okay, Temple of the Dog, okay, listen to that. Then, of course, from Temple of the Dog, you got Chris Cornell. So then I went into Soundgarden and uh, obviously Alice in Chains. Was our, our My ready. introduction to the 90s music is weird because, like you said, Nirvana was what you heard yeah. first, right? It was different for me because um, my dad didn't listen to it and wasn't a big Nirvana fan. But there were certain things that he did listen to that I heard young and Stone Temple Pilots, yeah. like Core and Purple, he had the CDs in his truck. Yeah. And I always, always, CDs. always remembered the cover of Purple. Not just the cover, but the back of it too. The uh, 12 Melodies yeah. there, you know. Birthday cake. Yeah, exactly. That, Pearl Jam 10, and Soundgarden, Bad <coughs> Motor Finger. Excuse me, folks. Those four, and also Days of the New. My dad was fucking... Hi, like on them. Days of the New. I'd love to find some records that. Oh, dude. If I could get the first album of Days of the New on a record, I'd That'd fucking really awesome. swear it all over it. And see, the thing... that The reason I didn't... You know, you, you're talking about your dad liking 90s music. My dad liked 90s music, but he didn't listen to it, you know? Yeah. Like, in, in the truck or the car, it was always Sabbath or well, ACDC or something, you know, 70s. 70s, 80s, you know, stuff like that, or country. What Whereas, I, you know, 90s is kind of, that's, I had to explore that my own self, which is kind of cool. <coughs> well, what my dad was saying was, like, he was high on 60s and 70s music forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, like, classic, classic era. Um, and 80s, when it got glam and, and more of, like, you know, he liked Metallica. He liked certain things like that when it came out. They were undeniable acts. Yeah. Wasn't a big Guns N' Roses fan. You definitely won't catch him listening to Poison or fucking... <laughs> no, you know, definitely not. He's not dad, a Motley Crue <laughs> fan, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. I got my shout at the devil from him because he didn't care if he had it. And he knew I cared, <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, So in the 80s, he went into blues and country and stuff like that. But when the 90s came back into it, he was working nights and he, ne and he was driving a lot. So he needed something heavy to... Yeah. motivate him so he went out and bought a couple new albums of that era and that was you know days of the new that geezer butler album i played for you yeah uh, well i didn't play you the album but a few songs black science but uh that's what got him into weird random things like he wasn't big on kurt Cobain, so i didn't get that until later yeah you know what i mean and it was weird it's like everyone's talking about nirvana it's like well my dad's pretty knowledgeable of music, yeah. and he doesn't mention them. But you're also a kid, and you think everything your parents like is... That's what you like, because yeah, exactly. you grew up on that. Exactly. You know? Uh, you know, I didn't really like... Well, I didn't really know the 90s until I had the opportunity to explore it myself yet. Um, because, you know, my dad never listened to it. And now, after I explored all the fucking mainstream grunge, I got into the nitty-gritty, the tad... And the Green River, and the Mud Honey. Those. And then, it's weird because those are. Yeah, I guess you would call them nitty gritty as as far as like what people know, the Big Four and Stone yeah, yeah. Temple Pilots, and they're like a layer underneath. Yeah, they're that layer after. You peel Actually, back the layer of the top commercial acts, and then you get Screaming Trees, Silver Chair, Season. See, I messaged Dean Delray. And I, we were talking about grunge music. Well, he, I was on one of his Instagram lives and we were speaking. 
and he was talking about greatest grunge albums. And I brought up Temple of the Dog, and he told me it wasn't a grunge album. He's from that era, so I don't question him in that no, moment. Yeah. But in my heart, that's a grunge album. Yeah, I definitely. Because you had the music of Pearl Jam. Yeah. They didn't change their style that much. You know what I mean? It's a little different from like what you hear on Ten and what you hear on Temple of the Dog as far as music. But you have that with Chris Cornell's voice. You have Soundgarden's voice with Pearl Jam's band. Yeah. So, does it sound like Soundgarden? No. Does it sound like Pearl Jam? No. But it's made from that. And I, yeah, and it, I mean, they're both huge grunge. To me, grunge isn't really a genre. It's no, a fucking no, era. Yeah. yeah, it's an era. It's an era, it's a feel, it's a... Um, definitely agree with that. And, uh, you know, from... And the whole reason we mentioned we're t- talking about Tempo of Dog is, and the whole reason it happened is because... Of Andy Wood, the fucking yeah. guy from Mother Love Bone. So it all connects back to this one thing called Mother Love Bone. <laughs> well, well, not every. I guess it would go back. Green River comes from <coughs> Mother Love Bone because if they yeah. did not, if he, no. If well, he, basically, Green River consisted of uh, the two, right? uh, Mark Arm and uh, Steve Turner. Mark Arm went to Mudhunt for those who <coughs> really. Well, so does Steve Turner. Oh yeah. Okay. Didn't know They're that. like a. They're Lennon and McCartney. Not saying they're yeah, Lennon yeah. and McCartney, but, but they're they're a, they're a partnership. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you have that. Um, I, I don't know the drummer's name from Green River off the top of my head. But then we have uh, Stone Gossard and Jeff Ament. <coughs> yeah. And they're sort of like a duo, yeah. in a sense. Well, they've been together for yeah. a Yeah, but... You know, well, the, the chemistry is probably like that. The difference, though, was is in the late '80s going into the or the early '80s. Sorry, going into the later '80s, there was a lot more of a style change where things went from being a little more punk in the underground scene to a little more like pop rocky. Not pop rock, but like rock and like I wouldn't call Mother Love Bone pop, but I would call them like it's it's weird because he's like fucking. Bowie, Mick Jagger, and fucking Andy? like, yeah, yeah, he's so many people in one. Well, especially if you listen to um, the Malfunction album with his mm. brother, like right off the right off the bat, the cover is really fucking uh, glammy. Yeah, and then yeah. the songs, well, that, you know, that picture yeah. of him, I find that so cool. It's a phenomenal album. If anyone wants to go check that out, Malfunction, uh, <laughs> look up on Spotify. They got it on there. Uh, but man, Malfunction! What a fucking album! What I really was the like drummer's it. name of Green River? Oh, I didn't Did look that up. It? Sorry, <laughs> I got started and then I started with <laughs> uh, Green River's drummer was Bruce. No, uh, drummer was Alex Vincent. Uh, don't know who he played with. Alex Vincent. Played with no one else that I know other than Green River. He played with Limp Records. Okay. And Blue Numa. <laughs> Whatever those are. But uh, he, he played drums for... So I guess what Green would River. happen is Green River would meet its end. And uh, Mark Arm, Steve Turner, they go on and they start Mud Honey. And Mud Honey to me is like... They're the... <coughs> They're the, the that grunge era band that's like, you know, on the second lap. Like as we said, you 
peel it back a little further, it's that first layer okay. after the mainstream stuff. I feel like they, along with like Screaming Trees, were so well. And Tad, I would say those three especially. Those three could have been mainstream. Yeah. More, I if, like Tad a little less just because they didn't have the look as much. They look like a bunch of lumberjacks. Yeah, you know they I mean? look like yeah heavy metal lumberjacks pretty much. Whereas. In that era, I, I don't know. I can't believe that the fucking Let Mud Honey didn't get bigger. Yeah. Like, I listened no, I to, like, Every Good Boy Deserves Fudge and yeah. shit like that. And and your album, that's the self-titled, yeah. right? Like, oh, man, yeah. it's so good. They are very good. Mud Honey is great. Green River, I haven't listened to much Green River. I should get on that. Really bit. good. Really I've listened to Todd, too, a lot of Todd. Yeah, me too. Tad's I like Tad a lot. I'm alright, sir. Fucking... You know, it's weird, though, because... <laughs> so I'm gonna be ripped. Sorry, we, folks. We talk about... <laughs> <coughs> we talk about Mother Love Bone and how good it is, but... Yeah. It's weird because you don't really get to see its growth. No. It's such a short-lived thing. Well, yeah. But it meant so much to that And it, they time. were They were big, like, in Seattle and, like, the places around them they're starting to become quite a big act yeah and unfortunately kind of like the same thing that happened with soup (coughs) blind melon how shannon hoon died like uh right like two or three months after the album came out you know they didn't get to tour it yeah and he would andrew he died like days before the album was released so he didn't get to you know they didn't get to yeah i would love to go to seattle and get a picture right by the the mother love yeah. bone writing there like yeah, seattle's on my bucket list not just because the grunge because gray's anatomy first of all that's a pretty good fucking show just that. Place I mean, seattle. Seahawks, but also it's supersonics like it's a it's a sea it's a city that like it's beautiful mopop yeah i would I'd love, love to go to yeah, mopop exactly. dude like um, uh, i would love to see a show at the moor fuck i just like to walk on the streets that the same streets that you know you know it's all these it's, all, it's so rainy there and and people say that people there are moody and stuff, and I'm moody, Starbucks. so I would fit there. <laughs> there you go. Starbucks <laughs> is from Seattle. Yeah, that's where it started in Seattle. Really? So there you go. Seattle, <laughs> we're angry. We're gonna charge you fucking eight bucks for a small coffee. Yeah. Pay up your dick or go out in the rain. <laughs> Pretty much. You oh, want you're fucking... cold, eh? It's fucking raining outside. You got all wet before you go to work. You need a coffee to yeah, cool down fucking... or warm up. Or fucking too bad. Eight bucks. Yep. Price just went up to 10 because you took too long there to fucking go. decide. But we'll give you a free fucking puppuccino for your dog. Yeah, well, dogs don't <laughs> look after dogs. Yeah, I just ashed in my beer that I'm drinking. Fuck it. <laughs> Shit, eh? Just ash my fucking joint into my beer. <laughs> then but take a big old gulp out of it. Ah. Did you taste any of it? I don't know. You know, I'm, did you ever do that ever in your life? Accidentally take a swig of a beer beer one like a beer with uh, cigarettes oh, in there oh yeah I've done it oh man I, don't I did it I today would... not a beer though but uh, I, I had two rock stars and one I was smoking out of like a can smoking yeah. out of a can like <laughs> old school and then oh, I had I my to... rocks and then I do it and I got like I got like the the joint was touching my tongue but I was like nah, I pushed it back and then like a little stem went in my mouth and I was like ah I had to drink water quick. I thought I was yeah, going to yeah. vomit. That's gross. Yeah, no, I didn't know. <coughs> I'm sure a lot of people who have 
drank <laughs> at some point in their life has taken a sip of a nasty. I was bottle. a little stoned. I wasn't drunk though, but obviously. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, this is one of those albums. Sorry, for you. This is one of those albums where we're gonna have to get up and flip halfway. Not 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 now. We don't have to do it now. But like, um, yeah. So just, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say. Well, I don't know now. I'm not stoned. Oh, shit. There you go. Yeah. Um, fuck, what were, we, what were we even talking about? Mother Love Bone. Well, I know that. Fuck, <laughs> 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 I'm... I hope, I hope so. Um, well, I so, turned it up a little bit, and that seems to be too loud. Mouth, no, that's all right, dude. You know what? I listened to our podcast the other day. And was, what? Did you, you have any critiques? <laughs> I found it Quiet? Quiet? And I skipped through a couple podcasts. Like, I didn't listen to a whole one, but I listened to parts of a bunch of them. Yeah. And I don't feel we're loud enough. Okay, so that's probably... <coughs> because, I don't know, that's probably from me. Cause I, but the I, guy I, I work with, Joel, he listened to a podcast. And he didn't... Like, I didn't ask him if it was loud enough. But he didn't say it wasn't. Okay. He seemed to Probably enjoy people it. just have to use their ears. Or maybe we're just deaf and... We can't hear it, dude. But <laughs> Sometimes I think about that. Like, I put my, like, I'm using Becky's earbuds. I put them in. I'm like, am I deaf? <laughs> like, it's never loud enough for yeah. me. Unless they're just so used to hearing it so loud. Yeah. I don't like using earphones or earbuds. I like a sound system. Yeah. I like to play it loud. I, I, I only use my headphones for work, like you. Uh, really, that's the only time I really listen to podcasts and stuff. Unless well, I'm cooking something, maybe I'll yeah. film a podcast. But. Um, Working is good, because that got me back into podcasts. And it, I actually listened to a podcast, another Dean Del Rey podcast, and it was with Stone Gossard. Oh, yeah? Because he just put out an album, uh, Painted Shields. Right, he uh, Stone Gossard's the guitarist of Mother Love Bone. Um, so it's relevant. It's relevant. It is relevant. <laughs> it's relevant. We're not on one of our stone tangents. Well, I'm on a bit of a stone tangent, but <laughs> Stone Gossard. <laughs> stone Gossard tangent. But uh, you know, it's so weird hearing his career. And like Dean Dow, right, was saying, like, man, you don't miss. You never missed because Green River's dope. Yeah. Then the songs on Mother Love Bone. Because all the lyrics are Andy. Yeah. But the music, like, yeah. a lot of that is, a Stone lot of it is that. Stone and Jeff. And Andy, obviously. And I, Andy, you know, people can talk about his voice all you want. It's a great it. voice. Yeah. I love the way the guy plays piano. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, man. That, I, I also really love the way he's, like, not like his singing talent, but like, I love the way he says the words yeah like, the way he writes his pronunciation down. when he yeah. lays it out yeah. really just good. you know underrated you, you get so Dream. much of the musician yeah. in him right and like I've seen like I've had to watch some low quality vi- footage yeah, dude. <laughs> just to be able to see footage yeah, yeah. you know what I mean because they weren't big nope. Like, there wasn't, like, a There's bunch a of shit videos, Yeah, but a like, few good ones, but a lot, a lot of, shit of shit quality. Yeah. But, you see the performer in them, and then, like, you know, it's weird. I, I believe it's on Pearl Jam 20, and Eddie's talking about uh, Andy Wood. And he says, you know, 
uh, he was talking about singing Crown of Thorns, and he's like, sometimes I feel bad singing these songs in like stadiums because I knew that's what he wanted. And then Eddie's thinking about it, and he's like, but you know, I feel like he played in the stadium everywhere he played, like the performance. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you see Freddie Mercury at Live Eight. Yeah, the, you know, that, that, passion. that passion, that takeover completely. Yeah. That's kind of like every time Andy yeah, performed. No, well, from what I've seen. Yeah, like I didn't, exactly. From I the didn't, clips I've seen There's too, not a whole thing. lot, but what I've seen, it's, it wasn't off. And from what I've Always heard off. from people that were there. There's a slim, like, slim amount of people too. Slim amount, but it's, you know, and yeah, a lot of them from that era. Our buddies, you know, and they they boost each other up more than they put each other down, you know. But I mean, they were no joke, man. Like he and with Stone and Jeff, you could tell like they had it. Yeah, well, they yeah. were gonna get it they regardless. Know, they came from another band already. That but Green River wasn't really big. No, but they right? did have a couple like an album. Green River's yeah, they have an album. They have a couple. Well, with EPs I think they have two yeah. albums and an EP or something anyways um, Green River is more big now because because, because Mark Arm and Steve Turner had yeah. Mud Honey and because Stone and Jeff had Mother La Bone and then Pearl Jam and they're also on Temple of the Dog like you know it's yeah, yeah. That's oh, the yeah. Rehab, rehab Dog that is so good that's the only studio I seen album. that okay then two EPs and there's a demo uh, and then there's coming two EPs. I don't know. Two EPs, yeah. yeah. Two EPs. But uh, damn, I they're once in a lifetime performers. And like you said, yeah. Shannon Hoon too. It's like if you didn't see them young, you weren't oh, seeing them because they they weren't gonna be around long. That hurts me every day. Dude, it the picture of Shannon Hoon and Chris Farley, man, yeah. makes me smile. It makes know. my heart <laughs> so happy every time I see. Yeah, him. me too. I love. They both died too young. When did Chris Farley die? Fuck, what was it? Late 90s or yeah, early 2000s? Yeah, I think it was late 90s. I don't know when he died. You know what, I'm going to look that up. Because Chris Farley plays in one of my favorite movies. Uh, Airheads, he's the co- fat cop there. Yeah. yeah. The is called Butterball. What are you going to do, butter- Butterball? <laughs> and he's like... <laughs> yeah, fuck, he was funny. Uh, I watched him... Sorry to get off on a tangent here, but I watched an uh, every interview... With Farley on uh, Carson or Letterman. It's either Carson or Letterman. Um, I think it was Carson. But anyways, he, he comes on like, and he's fucking weird. I don't know if he's playing a character, but he's doing all these <laughs> weird, like, funny things. Like, man, he's, he's a fucking character. Uh, Chris Farley died in uh, 1997. December 18th of uh, substance abuse, which is unfortunately um so yeah we got green river skin yard's another one fuck yeah you know who used to drum for skin yard matt cameron yeah so there you go and then there you go it connects because matt cameron plays in pearl jam then he fucking pearl jam plays with mother love boat so there you go it's not off (laughs) ah shit eh so yeah skin yard then uh, Screaming Trees, when did they start? They started in, uh, fuck, 85, man. And these bands, they only started getting big in 91. So, like, some of the, most of them started in, like, late, early 80s. 
85 is when uh, when Malfunction not the website I don't want, 1980 Malfunction started like Andy Wood 80? yeah that's what it says here yeah but like they only had that one compilation album right yeah unfortunately uh, I just got rid of my whole Wikipedia search here so sorry folks you're going to have to wait just a second while I pull up the nice Wikipedia and their band uh, kind of hard to fucking know things about you know like other than the Wikipedia Malfunction well both well they love Bone and Malfunction yeah I feel like um, you know we, we watched it together that hype documentary on Amazon Prime it has like uh, you know Eddie Vedder and all these guys from it you see all these fucking guys and like you really see the community these guys were in and so when Mother Love Bone, you know, the people in the crowd were, you know, their friends, like people who played in other bands. Like, I guarantee you, well, Chris Cornell, was, he's probably seen them live. Yeah. Mother Love Bone. Um, fuck, a lot of them, you know, even the guys from Nirvana, they they were kind of, well, no, not Kurt. They, uh, wasn't the early drummers and, like, Weren't they more in? Cause they're in, they're in a different town. Uh, they're from Aberdeen. Uh, yeah, Nirvana so they, was a little out of the yeah, way. Yeah, that's why the other groups always seem so much tighter. But I don't know, like you you used to see fucking like a bunch of those guys rocking Nirvana shirts, so they weren't. Yeah, like yeah. there's a very famous picture of uh, Chris Cornell rocking a Nirvana shirt. That's cool. Yeah, you know they all respected each other, but the community in Seattle with all these bands growing up together and then like finally you know a little bit of success here like you know smidge of success and Temple of the Dog and Soundgarden starts to become a thing and, blah, 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 and it just fucking snowballs into this massive thing but without that community I don't think it would be the same no it's kind of like not. Laurel Canyon you know in LA when like yeah. Johnny Mitchell Crosby Sills and Nash were there they're all in the same area like you know, the, that's what makes the music great is if you have a good community. And, I've, you know, in the townships, we do have a pretty good music community, um, being in the scene myself. A lot of good, but they're all old-timers. The new ones are all independent. They don't want to talk to you, but all the old-timers are like, you know, they're willing to support you, come out to your shows and stuff like that. Whereas, yeah. You, know, you, go, you think fucking anyone from Red Fox or some of the bands that, you know, hey, we're playing a show in, at Lion... Yeah, they're not going to come because, you know. Yeah, they look at it as competition probably. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's not, I don't know, it's hard for me to say because I'm not in that situation, right? Like being on the outside, like I always feel like the tight knit will yeah. make it through. You know, you're all supporting each other. You know, LA. you're not fucking blowing each other, but, you no. know, show some love, you know? Yeah. And what are you doing? you rather stay home and go out and see live music? Yeah. You don't want to see what that other That's band's exactly doing? It. You, you don't want to see what they're doing to see what you should be doing yeah, or exactly, what you exactly. could be doing? What fills the crowd? You, you know? know? Like what? I, I agree with that exactly. I'd much rather go see live music and, like, say, I don't know, we don't have any rivals, Queen Street, but, like, yeah, you know, even if Kevin Groves, uh, well, the lion there, if he's playing at the fucking lion, because he's yeah. a guitar player, I'll go see him. 
I'm gonna see yeah. John McCauley, even though I've seen him 400 fucking times. I'll still go see him again. Yeah. Like, who cares? It's live music. That's what we should be going. And you're going to, to the line to have a fucking pint, man. Yeah, well, maybe I'll, you know, if a Bruce Springsteen or uh, who's another person I hate? I don't hate Nickelback, but if Bruce Springsteen <laughs> or Nickelback, why would you hate come, Nickelback? I don't hate Nickelback, but. If Stop hating come... Nickelback. You know, it's 2022. Get over it. Yeah. There's no reason to hate Nickelback. But if they came to town, I, I would do a would lot go. of money. I would pay see. a decent amount of money. I mean, True. What, what? Like, I would spend over. I'd spend a hundred bucks to be on the floor it. because it's live music. You know, That's but the, I would you spend a hundred bucks to be on the floor at a wow. Nickelback show? I would. I think, and I think it'd you, probably be a pretty dude, good time. It, fucking Jerry Cantrell opened up for Nickelback, and he, you know, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he did a song with them, or or the singer from Nickelback showed up at a Cantrell song. They they did something together live. Okay. You know, if fucking Jerry Cantrell from Alice in Chains <laughs> is cool with Nickelback, then you should be fucking cool with Nickelback. And if you're not, you should take a look in the mirror. I know you got those Donna Summer albums, you know, ABBA, shit like that. You gonna play ABBA, then you can play Nickelback, you know? If you're gonna be a dancing queen in your motherfucking living room, then you could at least be a fucking animal rock star looking at a photograph, fucking whatchamacallit, in your car, you know? Uh, he wasn't only just talking to me here. He was actually looking at the mic, too. So he's not yelling at me. I forgot you were there for a second. <laughs> but like, I do want to take a moment to I get back hate. into yeah. Mother Love Bone. Mother Love Just because Mother. Uh, we have neglected to say there are two guitarists on yeah. this album. The like Obviously Stone Gossard, but the other being uh, Bruce Fairweather. Yeah. And... I had I must have read before, but I had forgotten until just now when I had seen it. But uh, Mark Arm was in Green River longer than uh, Steve Step, Turner, okay. right? Steve Gossard? Um, right? No. Okay. And it's Stone. Stone. Sorry. Steve. You silly fucker. <laughs> Stone Steve. Stone Cold Steve. Yeah, Steve Turner. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Turner. Okay, so Steve Turner leaves Green River after the first EP and is replaced by Bruce Fairweather. So the the, the Fairweather, uh, Ament, and Gossard trio lasted from about 86 until what when's this album's released? 90? 90, yeah. 89. 89? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 1990, sorry. July yeah, 19th, 90. 1990. Okay, yeah, so... 32 years. You know, they were a trio for like four years. I, I wonder... Mother Lovelock? No, I mean... Uh, Stone, Amen, okay. and Bruce. Because I wonder what it... I wonder what it was... Or what was happening when Pearl Jam was starting. Like, I... I don't know how Mike came in. I've heard it before, but it's still weird to me. Because it's like... Oh, they were doing Temple of the Dog, and they had this local guy, Mike, come in. But I wonder where Bruce is at that time. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, now, one unfortunate part about uh, doing this podcast. Sorry if you hear noises, our neighbor downstairs. He's asleep. But, uh, yeah. But, but um, unfortunately, we got to get all our information out about Mother Love Bone because there's no oh, more albums. I guess he's in a, in a band after called the Love Battery. 
Who's Bruce this? Fairweather. Bruce Fairweather, okay. Um, Mike not, McCready uh, you were talking about, right? What? That was Mike McCready you were talking about? Well, I was curious as to how he Where? came okay. in instead yeah. of Bruce. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. But I mean, Mother Love Bone Broke. You were wondering, up. yeah, like where he was. Yeah, when Temple of the I wonder up. if he was an option, you know. He's but. probably, well, he might have been asked and then was told no or something. Or, sorry, he, he might have asked. Oh, and no. he was Sub Pop, 92, 92. There's a few albums there. I need to listen to that, Love Battery. See, I've never even heard of that. There you go. We need to learn something new today. Love Battery, that's a cool fucking name. I mean, we don't know everything, obviously. No, when we come on here, we're... We're inspired to listen to an album and see where that conversation leads yeah, us. You usually, know? it leads us pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, this uh, like we're listening to Apple, right? But I have it as part of the Mother Love Bone box set. Yeah. Um, wasn't I? I wasn't. I was with you when you saw the Mother Love Bone box set. Well, I've been looking at it forever. Yeah. I had seen it a long like I seen it the first time I ever went to Sunrise and it was there for 150 years. <laughs> and you know, but it's because no one knows who they were except people who like, Yeah. I'm surprised it stayed that long there. And well, for 150 bucks they're for only Yeah, it's called Unearthed as it is. But what's, the complete what's works. extra there? Well, it has um it has shine on it. Shine is the EP. So it has the EP Shine. It has Apple remastered. And it has a 24-page booklet and then an envelope with a bunch of cool shit in it. Stickers and cool pictures. Now, uh, the, the EP. I'm not, I don't think I've heard that. What Shine. Is, uh, what's on there? Is there any songs from here that are on there? Yeah. Well, Chloe, uh, Chloe Dancer and uh, Crown of Thorns is on there. Song. So Chloe's Dancer isn't on Apple. It's, it's just Crown of, yeah. yeah, it's just on Crown of, like the intro into Crown of Thorns. How long has it been? What? Uh, Shine, sorry. How long has it been? Well, there's Through Fade Away, Mind Shaker, Meltdown, Half Fast, Monkey Boy, and then Chloe Dancer, Crown of Thorns. We should fucking throw that on after this. Just keep it spinning? Yeah. Make it a long podcast? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Well, because, I mean, we're, when are we going to do Mother Love Bone again? Yeah. Never, because this is the only album, unfortunately. <coughs> uh, so, well, then we should yeah. do two jingles. Two jingles? All right. Well, a double jingle. <laughs> we'll double jingle you. Look, we just signed up for a bunch of more work. <laughs> well, it's not work. It's fun. Well, if we're going to do two jingles, we should, jingle we should right get now? the first one out now. All right, sir. We so, will be back. Yeah. We'll be back. We'll be back when we're back. So sit down and chill the fuck out. Smoke some ganja. For you, it'll be about 10 seconds. Not even. We won't even be going back. Discs. It's kind of a pain in the ass. This side is over. 
it's actually, you know, it's the dumbest fucking thing. It's a waste of record, you know, but this side is over. Back in the day, they would just print that on one. Or when it was a double, it's just a really long album. This side is over. It's something that I don't even understand. There's a vinyl shortage, but, you know, this side is over. A vinyl shortage, but they're printing double albums. Anyways, this side is over. And we need to hear the next side This side is over And here is side two for you Actually side three because it's a double album and I don't know why <laughs> Here's side three I guess Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. As this record player's a fucking jerk. Hey now, you're an all-star. Jeez. Ah, back with another side. Oh, wow. Side three. Side three. Because it's on two discs. Four more times. Yeah, you made some good points during your rambling song there. Ah, <laughs> uh, the chords I was roughly trying to do was from the Mother Love Bone song called Man of Golden Words. Uh, it's on this side, so you'll hear it. But uh, yeah, that rant was inspired by <laughs> fucking Gord Downey going off in the middle of concerts. That's why I couldn't stop. That's one thing Tragedy Hip did. It never stopped when Gord would get rambled. I found that weird at first, and then I got super into it. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, fuck. <clears throat> where were we? Mother Love Bone is an American rock band that formed in Seattle, Washington. Seattle, Washington. I always found it weird. Home of the Seacocks. The Seacocks and the Sea Kraken. But not the Sea Kraken. The Kraken. Former home of the Supersonics. True, true. The Supercronics. Because we blazing up in this bitch. Is it legal in Washington? I don't know. should be. They get high everywhere. True. True. Uh, Washington, I already, I always found it weird that there was uh, a DC. No, I'm okay. Um, like a Washington district you know, county in the middle of fucking... Uh, two years ago today, I was in Montreal watching the Montreal Canadiens against the Washington Capitals. Uh, Capitals. <laughs> Isn't it weird how they're not called the Washington DC Capitals? <coughs> or the... Because their home is in Washington DC. Right? They're not like they're, they're playing in Washington D.C., not Washington. Washington D. King King. <laughs> what? Okay, I agree. Uh, I I just went full like <laughs> meltdown right there. I was like, God, I'm surprised you really let the joint, but um, Washington Capitals. I gotta look it up now. Sorry, this is divulging into a different topic, but I'm curious. Washington these nuts. That's what I wanted to say. Well, it didn't work too well. <laughs> Washington thing. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Yep. Yep. I've been smoking again. Who says that? Well, the thing is, yep, I've been drinking again. Oh yeah. And I don't know. That's from GTA. 
Yeah. Like Sandra is. Yeah, you'd you'd be walking down the street and someone's some old fuck is like, "Yep, I've been drinking again." <laughs> I think that's what it's from, dude. Washington D.C. That makes sense. <coughs> yeah, ca- Washington Capital is based in Washington D.C. Uh, oh yeah, that fucking the, like I mentioned earlier, the piano playing is yeah, just honestly. If I honestly. could play any instrument perfectly, like you know, if a fucking genie gave me a hand job and I got three wishes, I would want to be rich. No, that's not the mystical land. <laughs> well, you got to rub something out. And uh, I would want to be like, I'd be like, yo, make me the fucking best piano player ever. I'd be like, eh, can't do that. It's already filled with Elton John. Or, oh, dude, come on. Come on, who's giving handies out to who now? Because you got me <laughs> questioning things. I, I don't know who the greatest piano player is. No, true, eh? I don't think Ooh. I would say Elton John. I, no, I wouldn't no. say he's not up there. No. I, I love his music, right? Piano playing. That's, we, well, that's hard. That's hard. Yeah, that's because hard there's fucking like Mozart Andy and would... shit. True. But you know. Yeah, Mozart, Beethoven. <laughs> that deaf guy. Yeah, Beethoven. Was Mozart deaf? Oh, Mozart was deaf. Beethoven, Beethoven was fucking. They were both deaf. I know, they're blind. One was blind, one was deaf. One was blind, one was deaf, yeah. (laughs) Something, anyways, who cares? Imagine being deaf and playing piano. You're playing, then you look up. Thumbs up, anyone? (laughs) Someone in the corner. Thumbs up, a smile. (laughs) Good job. Thumbs down. Good job, man. Maybe if you did it like this, (laughs) like you say there's something. Nope, I... Your finger's up, but it's not your thumb. You're flipping me off, mate. (laughs) Don't know how to take it. I think Beethoven. I get British when I get stoned. Yeah, I was gonna say I think Beethoven's like not not British. Maybe I don't know. Do you have any Beethoven or classical stuff in your collection? Oof, I do. I I had a bit. I I don't have much anymore. I gave most of it to my dad. I'm at the point where like you know I I enjoy it when I hear it, but it's never gonna be like oh dude I got. I get home from a day of work. It's like, oh, I gotta listen to some fucking Beethoven right, right now. Like it's not Shostakovich. Definitely not. You know, <laughs> I'm getting home. Rushing. I'm putting on something to either lift me up or dig me down further than yeah. I already am. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, yeah, usually it's not. I that. don't have much either. I have like two Mozarts and two Beethoven. That's it. And I should have some. I want to get some action. I just had so much shit. And so much of it was like, like I gave most of my, uh, whatchamacallit, like those albums where it's like... K-Tel? Yeah, K-Tel's and shit like that. Like the top 20 classics. It's like, yeah, but I have like fucking 17 of those 20 classics on the (laughs) albums from the band. And the three I don't have. It's because I don't fucking like Bruce Springsteen, okay? Yeah. I fucking don't like Bruce Springsteen. You have his Canadian now, brother now, out there, Brian Adams. I'm not buying it. Would would and, you uh, would you go back to what we were talking about there with uh, Nickelback? Would you go see Nickelback? Br- Bruce. Springsteen. No, Dick- Nickelback. Oh. Bruce Springsteen. Would you go see them front row for the price he's offered? For like, would like I floor pay, seats, floor seats. Would I pay a hundred bucks to be on the floor for Bruce no, Springsteen? No, more than a hundred. Whatever he's offered. No. Okay, but you because that's probably I like Nickelback Nickel getting though. for floor seats, probably a hundred, hundred fifty, right? Yeah, probably. I'm assuming. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I've seen some big bands, and 
I've seen some other bands and like dirty. Pricing's weird to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Guy, it's crazy. In 30 years, how much prices have gone up for oh, tickets dude, is nuts. I look at my dad's and yeah. my mom's ticket stops and it. My mom it was hurts. going to see Led Zeppelin in 1980. She was going to buy the tickets and it was $10. <coughs> $10. That's crazy. My dad's paid $7 to see Kiss and Ace DC and all these bands. Oh, not Ace DC, but Kiss and, uh, you know, Aerosmith and all these bands. And it's like, I'm paying. If you want to go see a big act. Fuck, dude, you're paying three, four hundred dollars. Oh, if you know, like what nowadays was the it's chili the peppers, weren't they like two something each? Yeah, uh, one fifty-eight was mine. One fifty-eight. So probably like four hundred for mine. Yeah, was that for, for both? Like, both. Oh, for both it was yeah, about three hundred fifty, three hundred twenty-five. Mine's a little cheaper, I guess, because I'm up a little higher. Yeah, not much. No, not much. I know someone who's on the floor. Dirty. You know. Dirty. <laughs> Um, uh, but, but no, like 30 years when these guys were playing, it was still like five, ten dollars to get into a place. Well, maybe 15 or 20 if you're going to see Michael Jackson or something, or 30 or 40 probably. But yeah. 1930, it wasn't that fucking. If you were seeing Michael price. Jackson in 1990, you're probably paying like 70 bucks. Uh, okay, yeah. Like if you're gonna, you know. Uh, Michael Jackson's been pretty, pretty big pretty deal. Big tour, you know. <laughs> Well, you know, like... You gotta pay day. them dances, boy. If you go to see Alice in Chains... Dude. 40 bucks, you maybe. know? Maybe 30. Like... And all the boys would... I don't have that. the box in here. It's, it's in the other room uh, for this, but in the envelope with all the cool things in it, they have a couple, like, old posters. Yeah. And it's like, Mother Love Bone, Alice in Chains, and fucking, you know, like, shit like that. I think the chili peppers are something crazy like yeah. that, you know, it's like, oh, it's so cool. You see, imagine being at the show where they're all playing, like... Uh, dude, I know, there's like, there's one, there's a show where uh, Nirvana, well, Nirvana and Tragic Hip are on the same bill. I'm like, fuck, that would've been great! I would've loved to see that. That would've been sick. Like, you know what would be cool is to be there, and then... Like, if they were chilling and listening, like, seeing their reaction yeah. to other bands. Yeah. You know? That's what I'd like to see. Like, what was Kurt Cobain's reaction to Gord being like, I'm <laughs> yeah, in the middle of his fucking set. <laughs> or it's Kurt's like, fuck everything. Um, yeah, you know what's interesting on the album sleeve? It's funny. Um, it says, written by... Andy Wood and Mother Love Bone, and it shows a symbol, and all the songs that are written, uh, like on the um, all the songs that have the little symbol that corresponds to Andy is the one they wrote, and so on for, and then he has Steve, and Mother Love Bone, and then Jeff and Mother Love Bone. It's weird Steve? how they, uh, Stone, sorry, Stone. You didn't really stop doing that. Right? Stone though, but it's weird how Mother Love Bone is included in each of their songwriting credits. So they're very much all connected. Which is, they're, like, they're friends. Um, we haven't really they're talked friends. about uh, Greg Gilmore, who's the drummer of Mother Love Bone. No, we haven't. Um, he, yeah, did, he, was, he appeared in a couple of bands, uh, band albums in the, the 90s. There was... Uh, well, he, he was actually in a band with uh, Duff McKagan. Duff yeah. McKagan is yeah. originally from Seattle, right? Um, yeah. 
from uh, Guns N' Roses, obviously. Um, so he was in a band from them, and they had an album come out in, like, 98, and it was, like, a compilation. And then there was a band... Uh, that was the, with uh, Gilmore? Yeah. He every played time, on uh, an album. Every time I hear D- Gilmore, I just think of David Park. Gilmore or Doug Gilmore. <laughs> but then I Greg Gilmore. It's a live album, so he played on a live album. But it doesn't seem like, you know, he's played with a few people, but it, not very big. You know, Mother yeah. Love Bone would have been his thing, I think. His bigger thing. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Trailer Park always reference for anyone who knows that. Um, I was going to say... Sing. Uh, what was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, oh, Regan Hager, sorry, former drummer at Mother Love Bone, played in 88. Oh, okay, He yeah. was the drummer in Malfunction. Okay. And he's also, he performed in Satchel with uh, Sean Smith, and Sean Smith is in Stone Gossard's band, Brad. Okay. You know, remember oh, I right, played Brad, you Brad? Yes, yes. You're Brad, and I played you the band Brad. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird to listen to Brad and then think that I wish I was. And I Brad guess uh, Regan Hager, he he also played in Brad. Also, oh, yeah. he was the drummer. So the original Mother Love Bone drummer is the Brad drummer, but he was only in Mother Love Bone for one year. So probably like the foundation year or something. Like that. Yeah, I fucking love Brad. If you're a Stone Gossard fan. Listen to Brad. That fucking album yeah, listen is... Listen to me. No, <laughs> listen to the album he suggested. It's actually really good. Oh, man. I really <laughs> I really enjoyed it, man. Um, I'd seen it a few times, but I never really listened to it. And when I finally did, it was like, man. Oh, so good. Uh, so just to recap, Andrew Wood is the lead vocalist, piano, keyboard, whatever else. Bruce is the rhythm and lead guitarist. So I guess he's more... Lead guitarist because Stone doesn't really do solos. Well, well, like at least occasional. Mother, mother like, um, and then Stone Gossard who does a rhythm. Oh, it says lead lead guitar here too. It's weird how they wrote it. Eh? It's like lead and rhythm guitar, and then here it says rhythm and lead guitar. So he was primarily lead and uh, rhythm, and then he was primarily lead. Yeah, well, Stone is primarily lead uh, rhythm and Pearl Jam also. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because Mike McCready does it. Man, Mike McCready is so underrated. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I guess I should flip it, eh? Oh, I guess so, true. I forgot that. Was, that was, uh, yeah, and then there's Jeff and Matt, who's bass, 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 and back and vocals. And then Greg Gilmore, who was on drums from 1988 to 1990. And then... <laughs> <laughs> so really, you know, they're only being a band Ooh. for three years. They did a lot, man. Yeah, but I mean, they were known in the scene. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? True. Like, it's not like... Like, if you were in that area and you're thinking, oh, the guys from Malfunction are doing stuff with the guys from Green River, I'm sure it's going to be good. Yeah. You know what I mean? True. And I'm sure it was kind of like that for Pearl Jam, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Initially. And then they were just huge. Yeah, true. Very true. They're massive. Uh, this is one of my oh. favorite songs on the album. Me, me and Brad were trying to uh, decide which uh, jingle we were going to do, and I just put this on, and then, like, I don't know, we were just listening to, like, the whole song. Yeah, <laughs> we just sit here, I was... Forgot fucking, what we were doing. I was playing along with it, on pretending to be bass or something, I don't know. 
Um, now, unfortunately, with Mother Love Ball, there's not a whole lot of internet info, info as I was saying earlier. Yeah. So, like, everything's, you know, I, obviously, I don't think we're going to have any chart stuff. I didn't check that yet. Um, yeah. Contents with me and my Like, man, I, I gotta give, uh, oh, this band was also known as the Lords of the Wasteland. In case Ooh. you're wondering, um, but I I fuck it. I give a lot of props and uh, current like not courage but props and stuff to Stone and Jeff because you lost you know like that was very that was a key feature key part of Mother Love Bone right right yeah <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> he just showed me the Montreal Canadiens score and if anyone knows how that's going. You know what I'm woofing about. Not looking good right now. Um, anyways, um, I give them props because like they continued into really successful livings well, with they the other bands. Initially, like, after uh, after Andy died, I think they were calling it quits. Well, yeah, didn't they say that in Pearl Jam 20? Yeah, and then like, and then Chris Cornell was telling them that they needed to stay together. Yeah. And do something, and that's kind. Of, and then he had wrote a song for Andy because Chris Cornell was Andy's roommate. There's also a verse. Uh, if you look up on YouTube, if you write Chris Cornell and Andy Wood, they have a song. Um, fuck, I, something sand or something in the. I don't know. Fucking now I gotta look it up. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but. Uh... But they were roommates, you know? Yeah. And and good friends. And Chris Cornell had wrote a song in tribute to... Stardog? No. Listen. He said something star. Is that on there? No, this is not. Stardog Champions on this. Oh, but I'm talking yeah. about, like, uh, Chris Cornell. And, oh, no. And Andy Wood. Oh, they wrote a song together, right? Well, I don't know and if... Wasn't that the, uh, the track that Eddie Vedder sang? No. The, See, the song that Eddie, now. yeah, you're all confuckulated. The song that Eddie Vedder sings is Crown of Thorns. Oh, okay, right, right, true. I do, yeah. Island of Summer. It's called Island of Summer, Island and it's on Summer. the album Melodies and Dreams by. I don't, I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's on Spotify though. Interesting. Okay, but it's all uh, blacked out. You can't listen to it. Yeah. That's dirty. That is dirty. Um, speaking of dirty, not dirty, but speaking of that, blocked out. Fucking Neil Young, all his discography just gone. Someone said it very well. Like, how old is Neil Young? Like, 74 or something? It said, 74-year-old uh, Neil Young... Is the same Neil Young, or is the same guy that twenty-four-year-old Neil Young warned us about? Yeah, and it's kind of like yeah, it's kind of true. I mean, I, I, I like I, giving an ultimatum to Spotify. Like, yeah, who like, do you think's bringing in more money right now? Dude, yeah, exactly. Fuck, like I don't even know why Neil Young, like complained. I mean, and you know, at, at points, like Sebastian Bach agreed with Neil, saying you know that's fuck like. Well, not agreed with Neil, but agreed with... Okay, but look. Like, <laughs> this is how I can lay it out. And this is the only way I can lay it out. Yeah. 
I am never gonna go to Joe Rogan for expert advice no. <laughs> yeah, for no. things that he's not an expert at. No. Exactly. If I have a question about MMA, I'd ask him. Or yeah. comedy, yeah. I'd ask him. And he's Too not fast. saying that he has all the answers. No. You know what I mean? He's telling you what he's heard or yeah. what he's read. You know what I mean? He's not... Like, does he have to have a little, like, commercial before a show that says, Oh, by the way, not everything I says, is, uh, everything I say is going to be true. Get to that point, man. We should do it. Because I was going to write on some of these comments, like, Man, I get baked. And I'm on Spotify, and I talk shit. I say some <laughs> fucked up yeah, stuff, man. Yeah. And some of it's not true, <laughs> you know? I made shit up. I'm a fucking liar, man. <laughs> you know? No, I agree, I agree. Like, the way to fucking cure COVID to is to eat fucking horse shit. So go eat your horse shit, everyone. <laughs> go eat your horse shit. COVID-19 vaccine. Get a horse. And put your mouth to its ass, eat it shit, and you're fucking cured for life. You don't even have to get a fucking follow-up. There you go. You know what I mean? Like, no boosters or anything like that. <laughs> Imagine. That's all you have to do. Joe Rogan shit. says that tomorrow, though. Like, there he goes again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Saying that bullshit. Yeah, you just said you know? it. No, no, it's not true. No, but Obviously what I mean is, like, true. you wouldn't ask me because I'm not a professional. He, he has guest on his show that yeah. knows shit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? From what he's gathered, yeah, that's like, what he's gathered, you know? And maybe it's and right, you know, maybe it's A right lot of people much. talk a lot of shit about Joe Rogan. The man is very smart. Yeah, he is. Knows a little bit about everything. He left L.A. before everyone else left L.A. Yeah. He left to go to fucking Texas. He sets trends. Yeah. You know? I mean, my love for Joe Rogan comes from the podcast with the fights, like the fight companions and talking to the fighters or talking to musicians that I love. Like, I don't I don't listen to every Joe Rogan podcast, you know? So nothing that he says ever offends me because I don't care unless it's yeah. what I care about. No, like, that's, you know, that's a thing now. Uh, Joe Rogan, I hope you listen to this people, podcast one day. People don't, Maybe not this yeah. one there unless you love fucking Mother People care too much now. People care too much what people oh. say. Guy, don't I don't give a fuck what Bill Bird tells this fucking loser who writes in them. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. I don't care. I'm not gonna be like, oh fuck, you shouldn't have said that, Bill. Why'd you say that? That's bad. You shouldn't uh, say that. Who the fuck would say that? Well, a lot of our friend know. Phil though, yeah. he got mad at Bill Burr over things he, he does, said he on does the podcast. He does say some things about him. And I mean, I understand his point of view, like Phil's, as someone that has like strong beliefs in how certain things are, yeah. and like. You know, people that have strong opinions that they they get behind, and you know, yeah, like our but like music. Bill Burr isn't a guy that I could let offend me. No, fuck because no. he's he a comedian. Fucking, yeah, that's like what he's he, doing. You know, and he. It's fucking, like same with Joe Rogan. He's he was a comedian. He is a comedian. Like, he wasn't. Know. He wasn't a comedian. He is. You know, like, he's always been. I'm not gonna take much of him. I, I take says. everything with the greatest. Yeah, exactly. Like, I agree. So, I don't know, Neil Young, uh... You see him smoking those weird. joints with Snoop, it's like, oh, yeah, dude, like, I could cure COVID tomorrow. Like, he's baked. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh... That whole I'm going to heard. fucking Mars with my boy Elon, dude. He got me a seat. I figured, fuck it. Because apparently the world's ending in, like, 64 days, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Was that what you said? Probably not. Oh, okay. Probably definitely not. But you know what I mean? Like... Why not? 
Because he doesn't say fact all the time. Exactly. His podcast isn't meant to be factual. No. Ours, we say facts, but... We we put facts in there. But but we talk a lot. And we're not always right. No, fuck no. Like, a lot of... (laughs) I've been called Stone Steve out the fucking episode. (laughs) But, like, like you get this... Like uh, the Wikipedia page up, and you yeah. take a, a peek, and I do that occasionally too. But most of w- what we do is just off memory yeah. and what most we've of, read, and most of the facts watched are from and charts, and, you know, yeah, reviews. That's what I do. With, you know, like it's not a factual podcast, so don't take everything we say seriously. When we said joked, well, we didn't joke, but when we did our podcast about Cat Stevens, we got into a really heated discussion about not, what? Well, not us heated, but it was like a pretty deep discussion about like when we talked about Marilyn Manson and the whole thing and then we got oh into, yeah yeah you know don't take the that Cat Stevens yeah. episode <laughs> yeah. yeah oh Jesus <laughs> we got a little know, we where did Sharon the children play ah <laughs> uh, shit that's fucked and uh, Sharon we, you know, we called her a big cunt we don't obviously think she's cunt but well sometimes she is she, she did cunty she's things she's cunty <laughs> Alright, sorry, we called her a cut. <laughs> At the end of the day, we called her a cut. You know what? Um, She's uh, never been a cunt to me. There you go. That's true. You know? But, uh, I don't know. Shouldn't bring up people I don't like, because then I say some bad <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's alright, it's alright. Um, Cha- this is such a beautiful yeah, song. This is... It's kind of like Brad said. There's, If you weren't from the era... Your information is lacking yeah, hardcore. Sure. Especially, you know, nitty gritty. Yeah. Like, there's about 400 books about Kurt Cobain and Nirvana and yeah, documentaries oh, and all that. Alice in Chains Soundgarden. Okay. And then, like, Pearl it's Jam's weird Beacon. I think about it now. Like, the idea of doing Mother Love Bonus podcast was so good, and I still enjoy this, right? But it's weird not having a whole lot of information, but I still yeah. have such strong feelings yeah. for this album. I don't I know a whole album. lot of the story. I know a bit of the story. I know more than most. Yeah. Like, most that are our age, anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or our era. But, uh... I don't know. Like, I don't know. I've, I've had such strong feelings towards this album. Mm-hmm. Like... And unfortunately, uh, since we're a small podcast, we're probably not going to get too as many listens as some of our other episodes. No. And you know what? That's okay. But you should listen to it because it's a fucking phenomenal group. Phenomenal band. Yeah. Not just well, listen and, to and us. Like, listen to Mother Love Boat. Just the name. Mother Love Boat. Look it up. I don't even care if people don't listen to our podcast. No. If they look at our, our title and say, like, Mother Love Boat, that's a band name. I wonder what the fuck they sound yeah. like. And then like it. Like, my favorite fucking thing is discovering new music. Exactly. That's one like, of my favorite things. Lou brought over a fucking album, The Gentleman or something, yeah. and it was like the stoner album, man, but we played it like... Oh, dude, it kicked ass. Most of my liked songs on Spotify is new discoveries yeah. because I don't like every album from Led Zeppelin because I know I already liked them. Well, you got me on that ghost, too, that yeah, ghost. Comey. Sunshine. Sunshine. <laughs> I just love the way he says it. I don't know why. Uh, I finished my beer. Oh, we didn't mention the beers. Uh, I'm drinking Black Label. I'm drinking uh, Black Label. You know, uh, actually. Uh, you know, actually. This is my go-to. This is my go-to. That's not your go-to. That's not my go-to. You don't drink beer. I don't drink a whole lot of beer. <laughs> and when I do, I, I like me some Coronas. You yeah. know, I like me some 1664s. Sometimes, I, like a Molson X. 
and Budweiser. I'm easy. This is my you know. budget beer. I used to be a Pabst Blue Ribbon guy, but then I kind of wanted to go a little black because got the black label. Plus, red and black are my favorite color combinations. So. See me when I like it's like I had just one beer for the podcast, but when I drink, I, like I drink, drink to drink, like I drink to get drunk when I'm drinking. You know, <laughs> that's the intent. Drink, drink, and drunk. Drink, drink, drunk, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I'm just not a. I smoke a shit ton of weed though. <laughs> True. Um, True. <laughs> the new lineup quickly set up about recording and playing area shows, and by late 1988, Mother Love Bone had become one of Seattle's more promising bands. Uh, main, uh, Wood wore a lot of, he, he, well, you were saying earlier, he had a great personality, wore Very a lot of glammy clothes, yeah. and dreamy lyrics, and, uh, you know, they're also in the 19, oh, I was going to mind, the hype documentary I mentioned. In the 1996 grunge documentary Hype, Seattle engineer Jack Endino called Wood the only stand-up comedian frontman in Seattle. That's uh, I bet he controlled the crowd so well. I wish I could fucking be there. I wish they had a live movie. Like, HD quality. Yeah, yeah. Like, you just get the start-to-finish show. Like, it's one thing to see songs done but when you're seeing a show start to finish and a, a, in between yeah. banter yeah that's the shitty part about uh, YouTube is you don't see that a lot of their clips they don't have full shows right what? like most of the clips on YouTube there it's like 10 minute songs yeah, like, yeah. you know it's a song or two it's not a lot it sucks um so they recorded their debut EP in 1988 uh, and part of their contract, Polygram created the Stardog Records imprint exclusively for the brand, uh, the band, sorry. In March 1989, the group issued its debut AP Shine, uh, became, becoming one of the first of the new crop of Seattle bands to have a release on a major label. So they were one of the first to have a release on a major label. They were signed with Polydor, which is a pretty big label. Um... The record sold well and rapidly increased the profile of the band. Uh, and it, it, this record, had, well, a guy from All Music said this record contributed to the musical scene happening in Seattle. Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, and then they recorded as, Apple. As I started, I heard the album did fairly well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it just, you know, you can't tour it and the band splits up after the death. Like, yeah. There's nowhere really where to go. So they so they jumped in the studio in 1989, Salido, California, to record their debut album, Apple. Um, yeah, and unfortunately, only days before Apple was slated to be released, uh, frontman Andrew Moon had died of a heroin overdose, tragically. And it sucks, too, so because he, he stopped. He was clean. Yeah, well, then you got one bad match. Yeah, uh, done. Well, because Dean had asked Stone on the podcast, like, was he one to like go off a lot, like when you guys were on on tour, like, and and he said no, like for the most part he was sober. Yeah, it would be more when they would go home, he would go yeah, off yeah, for yeah. a couple of days and then come back, and you know, it's it sucks. Uh, man, drugs. I'm not gonna say it. Stick to weed. Stick to beer. Uh, well, don't don't stick to beer. But like, 
alcohol, stick to normal things that are not going to ruin your life. Heroin, do not fucking do. Ever. Do not do heroin more uh, than twice. No, never. Don't even listen to him. Don't For do now, it more than Don't once. ever listen to him. Never do heroin. Don't ever listen <laughs> Chris, don't listen to him at this moment. Uh, Chris Math, don't do that. If you want to, I'm not going to say you can't, but just don't do heroin. All right. That uh, <laughs> being said, the album's over. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I just fucking, yeah, we've lost too many good musicians to that. And we almost lost yeah. even more. Slash, Nikki Six, uh, fucking bunch of others. Do it for like one album and then go <laughs> straight to rehab. Because there's some great heroin albums. Well, that's the thing. Great songs have been written under the influence of heroin. Just ask Janice, Jimmy, uh, any of these guys we listen Just to. Just don't ask Jimmy while he's tossed out puking. Yeah. Choking on it. R.I.P. That's right. Too soon. Oh, <laughs> too wait, no, soon. No, it's not too soon. Too soon. They're like 70 years. Uh, all right, I'm baked and I'm getting disrespectful. That means it's time to get off the air. Yeah, we're You were listening to DVD Grooves. <laughs> you were listening to us listening to Mother Love Bone Apple. Apple. You can say what you guys say, Brad. I'm just getting my outro. Brad okay. has his outro. It's a little more official. Well, I, I say, gonna... you know, shumlung a ding dong and, you know, whoa, black butter. Bam, bam, whoa. You don't say that, right? Uh, all music game 4 out of 5 classic rock game 4 out of 5 favorable 4 out of 5 from, <laughs> favorable from New York Times 7.5 out of 10 uh, rock hard and hard rock Ro- rock hard Rolling Stone gave it a favorable so actually really well received apparently. I give it a 10 out of 10 um, I'm a, a star of, dog uh, champion they said they, they have some essence of what made Zeppelin Zeppelin oh I guess so they, they put the Zeppelin in Zeppelin. Um, whoa, hold on. Rock Hard Magazine <coughs> gave this song rank number 462 of the greatest, 500 greatest rock and metal albums of all time. And, Ooh. oh, I don't know if I like that. What? In 2016, Apple was ranked number 18. Pretty good ranking in Rolling Stone Magazine's 40 greatest one hit, uh, one album wonders. That's pretty high up, dude. Actually, I like that. Never mind. I, I, so, I like, one bands album. that only had one album, like a one-album wonder? Yeah, number 18. That's not bad. Who else is a one-album wonder? Fuck, there's probably, yeah. Uh, there's a whole list. Green River. Uh, well, I would say Blind Melon, but no. They have two. Uh, but one that only did really well. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's, how many bands do we know? Blind uh, Faith. Blind Faith. Oh, yeah, definitely. They're up there. Uh, but other than that, man, like I'd I have to look. We'll have to look at that list. Uh, for now, we uh, we said. What about bands that only have one good album? You know, <laughs> really, you're a one album hit wonder to me. I get, maybe that's what they like. Maybe they have two albums, but one. You know, yeah. who knows? Anyways, uh, thank you for listening to Mother Love Bone. Oh yeah, uh, we're not playing shine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll tag it on. We're not doing it today, but we'll, we'll tag it on for uh, for the release Soon. of this episode or sometime. Maybe as a bonus week, bonus one. Have a good fucking week. We'll see you Have later. A great fucking um, week, Gladys. Peace be with you, and enjoy your fucking music. And go listen to Mother Love Bone. Check it out. Bye. Do it now. <laughs>